If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you. Libations Friday. All right, we made it, kids. Oosie-oosie. Edition of the Jeff Cameron Show on a Libations Friday with a happy hour to come later on today. We got picks up here already. We're just throwing flashing picks up on the screen. Well, the uh, the YouTubers haven't been welcomed yet, so that's a little pre-production All right, from well, the director. Well, now that we should probably welcome them in. <laughs> He's ordering us to welcome them in. All right. right. Yeah, we, we we should probably let the crowd in on the on the action here. It's a little longer than normal, and you know the panic that people get. <laughs> Oh, man. Libations Friday is fun, and we're going to have fun. So here you go. And I don't have an Irish hat on today, guys. We're good. You ready for a home game, night game? Was that like a trash can in front of a uh, hockey goal? I used to play that game. What, this? Yeah, that logo. Oh, no. It's my standard. No, it just reminds me of being in the street. And, like, you know, you put the – My dad's like, I'm not playing goalie again. Either way. I'm not doing it. Go get one of the cans. (laughs) I – we used to play a, a form of baseball in our garage uh, with a, well, from the bottom of the driveway into the garage. Good times. Many a washer and dryer took a beating. We're going to know today about Hakeem Williams. We'll find out if he's committing to Florida State or not. That is going to take place in the 2 o'clock hour. Tom, what time is that? 2.30? We're going to find that out? Roughly 2.30, Thereabouts? Yes. Yep. All right, so we can react with you guys when the news comes down, good or bad, for Florida State. At that point, my mom will be on in that hour. We'll make our bets. I can tell you, Tom, we split again last week, but already yours truly is now one game ahead as I had Cleveland last night, and she took the Steelers. Oh, really? Dropped the ball early there. I said, you know, she said to me this morning, she goes, uh, are we, we, you know, live at the normal time? And I'm talking to her, and she goes, well, you know, I just, how the Steelers continue to roll out that quarterback. <laughs> but why'd you pick him? It's not like you didn't know Mr. Trubisky sucks. Mom, get with the program. So mom is now on team Kenny Pickett. Oh, uh, she says the, the need not waste any more time. Let's get let's get Pickett out there. I was like, well, I think it's gonna be a long year in Pittsburgh regardless, but 
Yeah. Well, if she dropped the ball, then she's the opposite of George Pickens. That was a nice play. He only had three catches for 30-some yards, but one of them was very memorable. Yeah, that's a catch. That's a toughie. Um, and then uh, in terms of difficulty, I, I mean it literally, not the sarcastic, that's a toughie. That was just a hell of a catch. That was fun to watch, too. I um, I was so happy football was on last night. I'm still in the early stages of uh, football season in my mind where it's not, you know, we haven't had, you haven't been overly gluttonous. You, still, you want all the football. So I had the Steelers on with the with the Browns, and I also had West Virginia and Virginia Tech Ooh, on. Man, I can't believe I didn't jump on that. Tech was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're terrible. I know. I don't know why I didn't play it. That's because my fault. you weren't going to sit around and say, I really trust West Virginia, sorry ass. But I'd seen enough of them when we went to Biloxi and watched them play Pitt. That I, they're better than Virginia Tech. I mean, because yeah. they're, they because are. they're they below are. average. They're yeah. not awful. They're below average, which makes them better. Oh, well. Yeah, those two teams are garbage, which is fine. Uh, you know, you're going to get that oftentimes uh, on a Thursday night matchup. You could have just flipped on over to the President's Cup, which was the other thing I was watching, as the United States gets out to the great start that we predicted they would. Mm. And that's very exciting. Took it to them yesterday. The Internationals won none of this. Lots of drama with the uh, President's Cup this weekend. It's good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. Day two today, Tom. You still got time. Full four days. Yeah. You, you still got ample time to get in there, buddy. You know, I will say, since the corner pocket has 50 televisions, mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be on one of them, and I'm sure my eyes will be drawn to the President's Cup this afternoon because there's really nothing else going. There you are, Preston. Good job. Well, boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then watched whatever else that other. Oh, I won with Coastal Carolina last night. So there we go, Coastal Carolina. That is uh, what you do right there. That seemed like an easy one, and, and I jumped on it. Pleased about that. And we get the uh, Orange and Navy Supreme matchup tonight, which is Syracuse-Virginia. It's a Friday night ACC game. I'm, You know what? I'm getting more used to these Friday night games. I don't like when we play them, but no. I like when there are teams that I've heard of that play on Friday nights rather than Thursdays. Yeah, it I'm fits fine with that. It a little happy hour and then football. That's nice. Well, with what? yeah, you're right about that because what we have tomorrow is a long day. And yeah. tonight can be a nice and easy, like oh. you said, a little happy hour followed oh. by some Friday night football. It could be nice and easy. <laughs> this one's a nice and easy Friday. Noon kicks? Wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. No, you couldn't and, you have to keep it together. And last year with the 9 a.m. pregame show, couldn't be. But now, 5 p.m., Hotel Indigo, nice and easy on a Friday night. Come on out and visit, if you will. Vishal, you badass. Thank you. Woo! Man just got off a ship in the Bahamas and is driving up to Tallahassee. Nice. Woo! He's in a good mood. So the the, the games tonight, like you're saying, we're gonna have a gonna have a good time, and it begins at five thirty. Myself, Corey Clark, um, we'll be there at five thirty, doing what we do for home Saturdays. It's just been forever since it's been a home Saturday. Yeah, a month. It does feel like a way too long. Yeah. I mean, this is a team people want to see as evidenced by the announcement earlier today that Florida State Boston College is, in fact, a sellout. There you go. Good job, fans. There you go, yeah. And you know what? They're going to win this game. And when they do, they'll be 4-0, Tom. And at 4-0, they're guaranteeing get another sellout the next game. Hey, hey, on Saturday, right. they're going to play this game. They're most likely going to win this game. And then they're going to celebrate on Sunday. Uh, Florida man is asking me a question that i got to get to in a moment. Seth writes, happy Friday, fellas. Woo! Fellas hoping for a big game this week and the type of win that could build confidence going into the tough stretch. Good news. 
I think so, Seth. I think so. I feel good about the game. I do. Um, and I think they'll play – more importantly, I think they'll play well. That's what I want to see. I, it may be a oh. bit of a slog because the play calling won't be dynamic. Doesn't need to be this week. But if it goes the way we think it's going to go, and that is a decided Florida State victory, not necessarily a 40-point blowout or anything like that, then it gets fun because you can watch some position battles, most notably a corner. Who's battling for those next reps? Mike was asked about that, Coach Norvell, on Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And he listed names of guys that were competing. And the first name he listed was Azaria Thomas. And I thought, okay, all right. He it said would be, he's competing. It would be he and Feaster. Yes, but, I mean, this means to me that the rotation should open up a little bit if it's a comfortable enough win, and then if you could put something on film, maybe you're the first guy off the bench. Because quietly, Greedy Vance was a solid player for us last Friday. I still, against better opponents, would like more options. It wasn't quietly, because on the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show, <laughs> the host said Greedy Vance played well last week, everybody. He did. Because why did I bring it up? Oh, I was shocked. Because I didn't think he could. But, now listen, that was very limited. He wasn't in a lot. But when he was in, he played well. Yeah. And you do need to find somebody opposite Renardo Green. I mean, period. Better than seven. He played mm -hmm. better than seven. Mm -hmm. Q Ryan's comment in the uh, chat. It's his favorite <laughs> player. z Chan, Doctor. Holy Jesus. People are in a good mood. Libations Friday has started are. early for many, apparently. That is uh, awfully kind, Doctor. Score prediction time, 42-17. Great quarterback play. Two fourth fumbles lead the Knowles to the most decisive victory yet. Can't wait to be inside a packed doke. Well, come on, baby. 42-17 doesn't sound outlandish. Doesn't sound crazy. No, it could happen. Um, it could happen. I, I I don't know. Where are we? Where are we? I've done a decent job of predicting these games. We've had, in terms of score, and, yep, you yep. know, I, I I picked LSU to beat us, but I was almost right on the score, and I'm glad Florida State won that game. Obviously mentioned that there was no reason for people to fret over Duquesne, that it wouldn't mm -hmm. be a matchup. It wasn't. And then last week, we you know, we talked about winning a close one up there at Louisville, and I was right about, unfortunately, Cunningham being the focal point of what they were going to do. I'll be a broken record, but to have Daniels and Cunningham in the rear view is just a huge deal. It is. I feel very – you're going to see a pretty stationary target this week behind a sieve of an offensive line. Mm -hmm. That should – and I'll bring this up now because I'm not going to make any assumptions. That should spell a long evening for Jerkovic. I, I, I feel like we ought to – I mean, that guy's going to – he's going to be sore. He's going to need to hit the ice tub. I feel like we ought to get to him four or five times. He had to last year in this game. Mm -hmm. And they had a much better offense in terms of personnel and depth of offensive line and all that. Now, remember, last year we'll see who the referees are this week. But they better not be Gary Patterson and his ragtag crew because mm -hmm. that game was only close because of one crew. It wasn't special teams, offense, or defense. It was the ACC officials. Well, that – infuriated me several times last year, and we did have some of those conversations. Um, I, I'm going to be upset if they don't dominate the trenches this weekend. I'll be, uh, you know, we'll, it, it's a weird thing to have to come in here on a Monday if they move to 4-0 and and feel a little downtrod. You know, I mean, it, it, I, on the one hand, I am trying very hard to appreciate what we're witnessing so far this season. The fact that we've had, um, you know, this entire month, to be elated about uh, not only the return of college football, which we're generally pleased with, but also the fact that 
our team has been a big part of the storyline. There's about 20 to 25 or so really kind of interesting developing storylines in college football right now. Some of them have to do with coaches, potential coaches firings and hirings and all that. Some of them have to do with a team, the teams that are surprisingly undefeated still, such as Duke and Kansas playing each other this weekend. The App State story has been a big story to start college football because of the insanity of all the games they've been involved in. We talked about the early struggles of Alabama against Texas and what that game could have been if Texas quarterback hadn't got knocked out. Obviously, the firing of Scott Frost at Nebraska. We go through all these stories. But when you compile the 20 to 25 stories that have been kind of the predominant direction of, um, of, of this year's soap opera that is college football, Florida State's a big part of that. You're hearing that part of the conversation now. It may be just a small chapter, but it's, oh, by the way, those once proud badasses in Tallahassee are undefeated. Yeah, can I lay out a weird scenario for you, please? Mm-hmm. Um, if two unlikely results happen, well, one's unlikely, one is, eh, you could see it. If Wake Forest were to beat Clemson tomorrow in a sleepy nooner, I know I'm not trying to summon it. I just I like where that game fits, and, and you could see you could see yourself at 1:30 saying, "Oh my God, it's you know 17-14 Wake at half. What's going on here? That wouldn't right. be shocking, would it? No, I don't suppose. All right, if Wake wins that game, and let's say out in Jerry's world, Texas A&M beats Arkansas, do you know what the best game on the slate next week would be if we beat Boston College? Boston Wake, yeah, game day. Now, wouldn't that be something? Your only competition at that point would be Ole Miss-Kentucky. And I wonder what they would do because I think a Florida State game in Mm. Tallahassee would play better for TV because it's been so damn long. Yeah, for TV, probably, although Wake ruins that if you're trying to sell it to the country. And then in addition, Ole Miss-Kentucky is a good game. But if Wake were to score the upset, they'd be borderline top 10. And we would be ranked. So you'd have number yeah. 11 versus number 22 or something along those lines. Well, we can root for it for a lot of reasons. Because I think no matter who wins that game, Clemson's the better team. Now, they may not win it because sometimes right. that doesn't always play out that way. But if you're trying to win the Atlantic, you need Wake to win this game and then turn around and beat Wake, obviously. And I don't really care all that much about game day. I just care about our program the, being on. The PR. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. a bump. It's a bump for rec- I mean, you get high Keen Williams if he closed today in the two o'clock hour. You just got a linebacker. You go to four and zero. You're ranked, and then you're hosting game day. I, man, people would want to be here. Kids would want to come and visit here next weekend. That would be huge for the program. Your competition though is Alabama, Arkansas, which is why I mentioned that game in mm-hmm. Jerry's world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ole Miss and Kentucky, and then Clemson, NC State. But I would think that a Wake Forest upset of Clemson would devalue that game. Don't really care myself about game day, but I want the kids to be here in force. I think you're going to be locked in tonight to watch that Syracuse game, though. That's going oh, to be... yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, the happy hour starts things off at 5.30. Another reminder, we'll be there on the Appalachia, uh, on Appalachia Parkway. They're at the, the corner pocket. I had it reversed there. What was I doing? Um, 5.30, Appalachia Parkway, right there, corner pocket. It, the CP's famous. You guys know where it is. Come on by and say hello. Um, Dad's on his way. He's in the car. So Already? I, oh, he's going to make it in plenty of time. I believe so. He called. I didn't pick up, but uh, did he call at one oh seven? He called. No, he called. <laughs> yeah, no, he he called early this morning. So I have a feeling he was telling me, "Hey, I'm out the door by lunchtime." It took my folks about six months to figure out the new time change from three to six. Yeah, I mean one twenty two. What are we doing here, guys? Hey. What, what, what? There's no chance I'm picking that up. I don't pick up my phone during show anyhow. But I know, yeah. I know, you, it's annoying. You're like, why is my phone buzzing? I got the massage this morning, Tom. All right, I was going to ask about that. We have not talked about that in real got, life. Got the massage. How'd it go? It was great. You look 
like you're okay. I'm it fine. wasn't too deep a tissue massage. No, I mean it, it. They we got after some things there with the back, the back and the and the hamstring. But sometimes it'll paralyze a joker. Oh no, I was all right. I was yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was cool. And they they you know I did it was it was fine. It was good. I haven't had one in a while. Any problems? No. <laughs> Right. No, no weird. When you when you're saying, mm, I was no, like, no, no, what's no, no. he having an on? I had no problem. I'm just saying it was a straightforward. I was just, I then I was really relaxed, and I just wanted to go lay by a pool. Was the problem? Mm. I was like, oh, I got to work today. I got to do stuff. <laughs> Plus, when I got at home, I wanted to do some edging before I came in the studio today. Tom, need to get a little edging in, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, you're all relaxed. Did you have to? Um you know, I, I don't want it to be too low brow here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the restroom, did you have radioactive? Um, Nothing no. terrible yet. No? No, no, the toxins haven't processed I'm her yet. Gun in water. I'm sure it's gonna happen. Not glow in the dark. No, no, no. I should be all right. I've I've ate well this week. Only had a few beers. Nothing crazy. There you go. Yeah. Good for you. Kept kept it. Yeah. You and I played a little golf. Didn't even have. You had a sandy birdie from a two tier green. I did have a sandy birdie from a two. I'll brag green. on you. Well, thank you. The the three wood is what you need to brag on. Oh, yeah, I had a great three-wood. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's for you. Three-wood on number nine. Up, up the hill. That was, that was some things. Jeremy, what's up, baby? Go to Oles and let the adult beverages flow, baby. That's Jeremy's contribution to today's chat. Uh, welcome, man. All right, we're good. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, in about 10 minutes or so. We'll get to, to his picks. Have a good time. <laughs> Sean B. Good God. We have to break on that note. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Vibations Friday, Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Two things I want to direct your attention towards more than I do want to talk about it. Not really fit for today's show necessarily. It's not a bad thing at all, but it's a it's a good story, and a lot of you. If you're like me, I, I think you you miss some really really good um, high level sports reporting that existed for a real long time. Certainly, all my youth, I was fortunate enough uh, to grow up with the St. Pete Times um, and really a, a great paper. But I was a paper buff back in the day. I would read, you know, when you go into Publix and you can get, you know, whatever you want to get: Washington Post, Seattle Post Intelligence, or you know, Detroit Free Press, Atlanta Journal Constitution. I know more about you. Okay. So I would grab all these newspapers, and I loved great sports writing. Well, I, I fear because of the digital age and what we have with the need for, for clicks in the Internet that you know some of that has had to suffer because the idea is quickly get something up and move on to the next because the news cycle is so constant. So when I come across a really good piece of journalism that is long form and it does what good journalism can do uh, in addition to inform, um, then I point, draw 
people's attention to it if you can't. Ryan Hockensmith wrote a piece for ESPN.com on uh, the Aaron Judge home run that changed a kid's life, and it's got a picture uh, the kid holding the ball in tears in the oh, wow. dugout with Aaron Judge. This sounds cool. It's a great story, and it gets uh, very layered. It starts out, you're like, oh, well, what happened? What did Aaron Judge do for this kid? You know, I want to hear that. I want to know more about this guy who's about to break a howled record. So I started reading more, but then it gets into that kid's family and how this convening uh, and, and, and their background, and it's, it's just fascinating. So it's a good read, and it's worth your time. So that's all that was. That was not me getting into that's it, just something as an aside. Perfect for tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know? you'll like it. You get into the groove of the day. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to try on game day. Not me. <laughs> and you read something fun or you check the lines or whatever, but I like a good a feel-good piece to start a Saturday, so I'll probably read that in the morning. It's – um. Yeah, and it's it, it. I always also love when you have an operation where you can. I mean, a, a you know where they let somebody do that kind of investigative long form where you where you can get background like that because this could have been a very easy one click story. Hey, judge does this nice thing with a baseball for a kid. There's lots of stories like that. This is this is better than that. So you'll enjoy. It. And then the only other thing that's non football related today on the show is, and I'm asking this question because I am now going to sit down and have to read this. But you can tell me if I'm out of touch by my response to this story. So Udoka's suspended by the Celtics, right, for a year. Okay, the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So when I saw this, just reading the headline, I thought, oh, no. I mean, this guy throw his career away. What's happened? Did he say something inappropriate to an employee? Because I saw the suspension was for a year. So I was like, oh. What did he do? Because that's not, you're not going to survive that, you know, and, and understandably. So then I read the story. And I'm like, I'm really at a loss why anybody would be suspended for a year for a consensual relationship, even if it violates team rules about the workforce and, yeah. and that. There's something else that has to be going on here. Well, here's what I don't understand because I haven't read the particulars, but here's what I know are the base headlines, which I'm not going to be the misinformed public guy. Right. But I did watch uh, Woj's breakdown on SportsCenter of it where they said, so what does this mean for his future? It's likely over in Boston, but that doesn't mean he won't be pursued by other teams in the league. In fact, this is not even close to the end of his career in coaching. Somebody's going to pick him up. I'm like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if yes. it's, it would be your, your blacklisted from the sport kind of a suspension. That's what a year implies is that a year right. away means okay, so nobody you, can touch you so, nobody can touch you so you're hitting on something but that he's I saying thought. the market's wide open because everybody wants to hire him because of what i'm reading here there's no crime committed whatsoever and i don't even know that i mean is was this an affair i mean there doesn't seem to be anything as salacious about this i am very confused how a person just got suspended for a year for having a consensual consensual relationship with another Celtics employee. Now, you could get in trouble. They're, 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 companies do have rules about uh, co-workers uh, fraternizing, but I th- that is just strange. Doesn't doesn't seem suspendable for a year to me. All right, we got to get to picks. We got to do the right thing here and bring in my man Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Hello, Lee. How the hell are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Have you been to A&M before? See a game there? No, I never have. It's in the middle of nowhere, and I understand it it's a huge stadium and probably a great time, but I didn't want. To, I have no desire to be there now. Okay, well, <laughs> I will say this. Yeah. I, I, I expected it to be good. It was great. The tailgating was off the chains. It is. We drove from Austin. Literally, you drive about an hour and 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see this big stadium in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere is, is the app descriptor there, yeah. Yeah, and, but I will say this: they got uh, they got music 
being played on a couple different stages around the stadium. Right. They have about 70 booths. If you're like a 6, 8, 10, 12-year-old kid, you're in heaven. Oh, yeah. You, one, you get suckered in, yeah. Going footballs, you know, at different things and winning prizes. There must be 70 different advertisers giving away stuff there. And then then you watch, you go to the quad, and you watch them shoot off the cannon. Their band comes and lines up, and 3,000 core members march from there into the stadium. And then, you know, 107,000 people standing for the entire game. I thought it was a great atmosphere. And they're subject to watch that woefully sorry offense take the field yeah, every good. Saturday. And, and we matched it, and we matched it. You don't have any receivers. Um, I mean, it's crazy that Miami, sitting here, they probably there's probably eight or ten kids that are backups that are starting for Division One teams, not just not catching the ball. I mean, that comes and goes. But they could they couldn't separate from third string defensive backs. So if I'm Miami, that's uh, the first, second, and third team I'm looking for. I'm telling any kid in high school, if you're that good, you can come in and start. Well, he's um he's going to have to find some receivers. There's no doubt. I also think the offer, offense has suffered without Lashley. Um, it, it seems so difficult for Van Dyke back there right now. It's just well, well, I, here, well. Here's part of the problem. So I was able to watch the game closely. Between the 20s, I thought the play calling was good. I mean, a lot of crossing routes got the tight end involved. But if your receivers can't get free, man, oh, man, it's all crossing routes. And and inside the 20, I did not think that Gattis called a good game. Right. you got to come up. They they were playing two third-string cornerbacks in the second half. Yeah. Come up. Line up quad receivers. Do Come up with a couple plays that they've never seen. Showed nothing. It was, it was like they were, uh, you know playing Middle Tennessee State. Well, the, the the thing is, and this is the last we'll talk of that one, but yeah. I also think Mario's in-game play calling, even going back wow. to or his whole career has been awful uh, in yeah. that way. He can recruit like a mother, and everybody will hire him because of it, but, man, right. that dude is in love with a field goal, isn't he? Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll go for it. <laughs> he will, he will win. He will kick a field goal with the best of them. Um, yeah. All right, here we go. This yep. should be a weird game because nobody can figure out if Richardson isn't hurt or what, because he goes from a guy who beats Utah to now looking like he can't play a lick. Tennessee minus 10.5 against UF. I think he's somewhere in between. Uh, Hendon Hooker's been playing incredible. No picks the first three games. But let's look at the competition. Ball State, Akron, and Pitt. I mean, even Pitt's defense is nothing special. So you, you dabble a little bit in the stock market? Every now and again, brother. Okay. So if you buy Tennessee, it's like buying crypto at its height. <laughs> It's, pro- it's probably not sustainable. Florida, if you're buying now, it's at an all-time low after losing to Kentucky. Right. And should have lost to South Florida. Yes, they should have. I think Anthony Richardson should play fine. It's a rivalry game. Florida's won 16-17. So Tennessee's favored by 11. Just guess the line the last two years when the Gators played Tennessee. Florida by 27. <laughs> no, 17 and a half and 19. Okay. Uh, a lot. So most people guess 7 to 10. So you're telling me in the in the matter of one year the difference is thirty points? I don't think so. Florida won the last two years, thirty-eight, fourteen, and thirty-one, nineteen, twelve, and twenty-four points. I think the spread's too high. I think Tennessee wins thirty-four, twenty-eight, but Florida covers. Clemson and Wake. This number is seven. Uh, Wake's offensive and defensive lines have not been good. I would expect Clemson runs the football. Do they cover the seven? So they've dominated the series. Yep. One seems like every game, and they 
consistently run for over six yards and pass for over 10 yards per pass attempt. But that usually, except for a game a couple years ago, usually Wake Forest is just worn out. After the Army game last year, they had nothing left. They don't still don't have a whole lot of depth. But I think they're going to be able to game plan for this game here. I think their skill players are on par with Clemson's, believe it or not. And I, this might be the game where Clemson makes a quarterback change and goes to Cade Klubinick. They've won 13 straight Clemson. It all ends on Saturday in Winston-Salem. Wake Forest outright. Wrong team favorite, 38-35. That'd be a fun day. Fun day because we play Wake Forest really soon, and that place would be sold out, and game day may be here if that continues. FSU, speaking of which, uh, I was just talking about Wake's offensive line. My goodness, poor Boston College. That is an offensive line that is seldom seen in Division One football in the in a bad way. Knowles are favored by 17-and-a-half. What you got? So um, these games have been close, last three games, within a touchdown. Offensive line is horrible, but Phil Jerkovic, I think he's still pretty good. And I think they're going to be motivated the last three games. Like I said, all tight, seven points or less. Florida State, two and five against the spread as a home favorite under Norval. I just think the line's too big. I think it should be 10, 11 points. I think Florida State wins 30, 23, but you're going to see the best effort for, for Boston College here. You know the line, what the line was estimated to be before the season started? FSU minus two. Now it's going up 11.5 points, and maybe justifiably so, but you've got to think Boston College is going to show something here. Florida State, they can't be impressed watching film. I think it's going to be a tight game, but Florida State wins. Buffalo giving 5.5 to the Miami Dolphins, and this Miami team is now fun and interesting, and of course the Bills arguably have the best quarterback in football and the best odds to win the Super Bowl. Dolphins rise up here and make this a game? So it is fun. And that's, you know, all I think people wanted the last couple of years. They wanted to be competitive. Problem is, the last two years, Buffalo won by a combined score of 57-18. I, I, I think Miami's closed the gap, but I don't think they're there yet. They're going to try to hit on some big plays, but uh, Buffalo's secondary, they got the two best safeties, uh, at least tandem, in, in my opinion, of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They're not going to allow long balls to be thrown over their head here. The right team is favored. Buffalo 34-24. And you want to watch an improved front seven? Watch that Buffalo front seven. They stop the run, and they get after the passer. Bucks have one of the best defenses in football through the first couple of weeks, but they're missing a gazillion folks going into this game against the Packers at minus two. What say you? And if New Orleans was patient, I think that they were probably a series away from taking over the lead in that game. Jameis just couldn't be patient, couldn't control himself. Started throwing into traffic, and they lose. Now, a lot of people base their decisions on who they pick based on the first game of the year. And if you watch Green Bay, you're like, wow, they're not going to be good against Minnesota. But Minnesota showed some formations and plays that Green Bay had never seen before. So, in watching them last week, I think they're one of the better defenses. They really don't have any weaknesses on all three levels on defense. I think their offensive line coming together. Got one starter back last week. They might get the last one back this week and be intact. And like you mentioned, I mean, Evans is out. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, their game-time decision here. And I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to be patient here, starting to come together with his receivers. And he has a one-two punch at running back here. Wrong team favorite. Green Bay outright, 27-20. Last one, game of the week. How can folks get it? North Carolina, Notre Dame, basically a pick them. It's one and a half UNC. Yep. Yeah, great game. Uh, oh boy, Notre Dame's won the last two. 
Can they keep rolling here against Tar Heels? You want to get the game for free? Just call 800-400-9741. We went 8-3 last week on our picks, 6-3 the week before. Ready to roll this week. And if you're playing favorites, favorites last week, 63% in college football. Dogs are going to bite back. And another stat to take a look at in the NFL, how about this? If a team is 0-2 and straight up and against the spread, week three in the NFL, if you play on them, no one likes to play ugly teams, but they are 55-40 and 40 since 2010. So pay attention to those trends. They want to hop on board. We have monthly and yearly specials. Check them out right now. We've had five out of six winning weeks. ParamountSports.com. Be good, brother. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Take, take care. care. Yep. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, back from watching the Canes lose to Texas A&M in a apparently very festive a- atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all they got. That's all I got up there. Scooter Knoll. Woo! I see you, and I know who you are, Scooter Knoll. It was great hanging out with you and talking to you when we were in New Orleans, buddy. I appreciate you uh, weighing in and supporting what we do. He's a good guy. If he's got a question, too, feel free. I mean, yeah, feel free. Uh, Eric Angel, thank you as well. What's up, Jeff and Tom? Traffic's crazy right now. You know what, Eric? That's what I'm talking about. I want to have to consider my options. I want to say to myself, well, you, you can't go there now. Game weekend, it's going to be packed over that way. You may, if you want to get over there, you got to go back the back way here. Let me show you how to do that. Like that kind of conversation. I want to have those conversations. No, Dad, don't take Tennessee Street. It's it's a madhouse. Go around. Go the back ways. You've been here a million times. So, like, I want to start having those conversations. That's a conversation we have to have today. I'm thankful that the uh, the show is at five thirty, not five, because when the town gets like this, getting from where we are near I ten mm-hmm. all the way down the mm-hmm. Parkway, yeah. It's you talk about a slog on a football Saturday for the Knowles. It's a slog just getting around town. Uh, it makes me smile, man. I love it. I'm feeling this. I mean, listen, you got to be prepared for it mentally, and you got to take the time to know how long it's going to take. But, buddy, it's, there's nothing better when this town's alive because of football. You know, infused with belief. Oh, you feel it everywhere. Gas station, Publix, Hotel Indigo, Line, Hotel Indigo for pregame show. Myself and Tom Lang gonna be good. Little cash bar, little game day buffet, the best view for any pregame show you could possibly attend. Nice cross breeze. You feel that breeze when you're coming in today? A little, little I something, did. little something. A lot better than yesterday. The back deck has been open for uh, many hours this week. Let me tell you, the uh, first day of fall could have go to hell yesterday. It was 97 in Tallahassee. That was not cool. But today, it's like fall went. Oh, we're on. It's like, yeah, guys, get it together. Let's go. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. He's got Florida covering that game, huh? I don't know. Something seems off. Well, it's year one for a new coach, and he is choosing to stress playing the uh, younger players, which is smart, and I think his quarterback's hurt. I don't... I'm not saying he's great when he's healthy, but he's certainly a hell of a lot better than what we've seen. So if that is still going to linger, uh, Tennessee's going to win big if that if that's still a problem. Just feels like that's what's coming. It does feel like it. But Tennessee hardly ever capitalizes on that moment, at least. Not against Florida. Not without a scare in the first half. The one six years ago up there in, in Tennessee was them choking all over themselves in the Ooh. first half. And then they figured it out. They're like, oh, 
Florida's still bad enough that we can just put the pedal to the metal, and they did. Yeah, I don't trust them. They have not. The Volunteers are a team that have not done a lot to earn our trust with any degree of consistency. So, Which is why Lee's pick for the Knowles, I think, is fair, too. I mean, if you're outside of this market, if you're outside of this market, you're like, well, I mean, that's great. You guys are – that's that's different. I haven't seen that in seven years. But this is a type of game where Florida State – I mean, when's the last time they were 4-0 and 5-0? At some point, something's got to give. They're going to be late to the party on us, and that's okay. Well, but also, I do uh, – listen – if they can block at all, meaning Boston College, if they can, and that's a big if. Like I don't, I'm not telling you they can. They may not be able to block it up at all for him. And if they can't, it doesn't matter how good he is. We know he's good. We've all seen him make the NFL throws, and he's got Zay Flowers to throw too. So if he's got time, he can hurt you because that's a receiver that can hurt you, and that's a quarterback that can you know drop it in there. But they haven't shown that they can against anybody. Meaning block it up consistently. So. Unless that happens, I don't know how Boston College will hang around. Now, conversely, I don't know if Jordan Travis is going to start. Right. We don't know who's playing, who's not playing for Florida State. There are several banged-up guys, and we don't know when they're coming back. So if all of a sudden we roll out there Saturday night and there's six starters down or five starters down, you're like, well, we're still going to win, but I don't know that it's going to look smooth. Right. It's yep. going to be choppy, you know? So I could see, you know, I, I get that. Seven, when it bumped to 17 and a half, I thought that's a bit much. But I, I like us at 16 and a half. I will say that. Zaxby's, my friends, they make a lot of this possible. Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's platters. Just as long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings if you're having – Trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter. Mmm, I get that sampler platter every weekend. We're rolling with it. Don't forget the world-famous Zaxby's sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's platters. Order online or in the app, your Tallahassee Zaxby's. A proud Golden Chief supporter now for Booster for 17 years. Good Knowles. They sponsor all the stuff that we do, and we thank them very much. They own the day. And you'll see it out there tomorrow as well if you're at the tailgate lots and you want to walk over to Indigo. There will be a giant banner hanging over the side of Hotel Indigo. It's a cool banner. It is. It's got a QR code on it, sir. Is Norvell announcing our starting quarterback before the game starts? I don't think so. No. Not that I'm aware of. Hoovis, I do, I do you know, he could, I mean, but I don't yeah, see the maybe, point. Maybe, but yeah. yeah I don't, I don't he typically does not like to do that. For advantage purposes, and I guess I mean in this instance there would be, but there are some things where it's, you know, all right, your right guard may play, may not. Like you could probably let the people know, but until there is sweeping legislation, so to speak, in the yeah, NCAA or Power the way Five, it works in the NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. David, appreciate you. Go Knowles. See you tomorrow at Hotel Indigo. Who is the leading rusher for the Knowles? Over under Knowles lead by fourteen at the half. You know, I didn't do quarter by quarter halftime numbers this week when I was calculating what I wanted to gamble. I just went game, either on the money line or the total or the spread. Um, I didn't do a lot of first quarter action, halftime action. I should because you can really take advantage of mistakes there. Um, but you, but you have to have the time to sit down and like vet those and get into those. The leading rusher question is really a good one every week. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. I think it'll be Ward. I'm going to usually fall back on Ward until Benson runs with a greater degree of consistency. 
maybe the light bulb came on for Trey in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was great. A couple of really big-time runs. And actually, going back and looking at the first half, there's a couple of chain-moving runs where he does exactly what he needs to do. He's either patient in a third-and-one setting or third-and-two to get through. Yep. And then there's another one on a first down where he runs seven yards, and it's right up the middle. He's shot out of a cannon. So maybe he's coming around. Well, I do think if you're the kind of runner that that – you know, plugs and plods and, and is really patient, like we watch Wake Forest in the past do, or certainly Le'Veon Bell and others that do yep, it in the yep. NFL, famously so, right? It's a hard style to get used to. I used I was really wrong about this. For a long time when I saw running backs like that, because I was old school and I was taught that you hit the hole with everything you got, A, to get as much yardage as the play design will allow for, and B, because you want to give as much as you're getting. I, I, when I saw people starting to do this half-stepping in the backfield, I was like, look at this pussyfooting going on here at running back. This is, not a, this is not what we do. Yeah, I'll tell you from Tuesday at practice, um, Coach Norvell maybe agrees with you and your old-school mentality uh, because they, they come out. It's fourth period, so even you know that's actually still technically a period that we can talk about at length. But they're running. It's I don't know. It might be outside zone, whatever it is. But it's just against air or the scout team. And every time the ball is handed off to the back – it's two hands over his mouth. Hit it! Yeah. Hit it! Yeah. I was like, ooh, okay. He's not happy with this tentative running style. I'm not a fan. Uh, you have Some people can do it, first of all, and they're really oh, good at it. Corbin was good at it last year, too, because yes. we couldn't block, and he's, plug, and he's saying, plug, plug, uh, yeah, usually yeah. our first option is going to get blown to hell, so let me try and, and find my way around this for to convert on a fourth and one or a fourth and two out of the Wildcat. I'll just tell you, again, that the ability to to do that, it. Not everybody has it. Some guys just need to lower their pads and and let's go. And also, you know, there's a difference between what we're talking about with outside zone or power or you know. We, so running styles yeah. differ based on the play call and Correct. what's needed. Yeah. Yes, uh, an outside zone or a counter, you need to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, you got to be patient. But the interesting thing was that Trey Benson ran so hard in the spring game. I mean, everything was straight ahead. It was I thought it was very physical compared to what we've seen so far through three games. But that question's always going to be asked. The other part of David's question, which is over under 14 points at the break, if Jordan starts, over. If he doesn't, I, I'm, I'm not sold enough know. on Tate to, to say that Florida State's going to be up by more than two touchdowns at the break. Because I feel like there's still growth coming for him, which means code forward, there's still mistakes coming for But him. guess what? If he plays, in many ways the game becomes more intriguing. Not because of the potential for yeah. disaster. It, it becomes more in doubt. Yeah. But you know what else it becomes. I mean, he is a little bit more of a gunslinger. I'm going to tell you, you're going to get the ball down the right. field. Yeah, Johnny should be excited about that. I mean, if that happens, he's got to be like, well, certainly would love to see Jordan return, but uh, while he's away, we're just going to have to make do here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you're going to see the drop back pass game on display. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Well, let's get to it. I'm looking at my prize picks right now. Tom is about to do the same. Welcome back in. Libations Friday as we take a look at some numbers. I, we partnered with prize, prize picks for some time now, and um, they're a very good partner. And I, I like that they don't get mad when we win, uh, and they just encourage us time and again with uh, pretty frequent emails letting us know that we are whooping ass for them. Yeah, that's right. 
as they should. It's good to whoop ass for you, Prize Picks. You got a fine product there, and well, that's because the listeners and the viewers are whooping butt for us too by using promo code WarChant. Thanks, people. Scores of you have signed up. Use that code. It's gonna make Tom a millionaire. I'm kidding. Uh, promo code WarChant. Use code WarChant, and they will match your deposit 100, percent and that is a really good thing. So if I give $100 for my account, I say, all right, here's 100 bucks in the kitty. Let's see how we do. They go, oh, no, nay, nay, Mr. Cameron. You got 200 with the promo code WARCHANT. That doesn't suck. Yes, we'll be announcing Hakeem Williams and his intentions. Uh, is that 2? 230. 230. 230. All right. Hold on. Hold on to your butts. We may get us a five-star wide receiver. You or me on the prize picks. What order do you want to go in this week? Because I struck out last week. I'll go. Go ahead. Throw mine up there on the screen for the folks to see, and I'll regale the Ooh. driving audience. We went uh, Michigan, Maryland in this uh, week to start because I, I'm i not a believer in Maryland, and I kind of rather enjoy Michigan's offense. I think it's pretty good. J.J. McCarthy to throw for more than 255 yards, .5, 255.5 passing yards. I'm going to go over there. I took Ronnie Bell. Stud receiver who they were without the services of a year ago because of that injury in the first game. He's been nothing short of sensational since returning. They targeted him both out on the edge and in the slot, Tom, so you get you get double your bang for your buck. I suspect he'll have more than five receptions. And then finally, Will Shipley and the Nebraska offensive line, they're going to run him a lot, I think, against Wake's defense, which is rather porous, over 77 and a half yards. And all I did was bet a measly 35 bucks in order to win 210. I like it. Will Shipley's number was in the mid-80s, too. It's come down, so good job for waiting on that market for him. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I've got a two-play here. Pat Garwo, the number is 61.5. That's our game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, in two games not named Maine, he's only rushed for 40 total yards on a ton of carries, under two yards per carry. Their line is struggling. And then quickly, Arkansas's defense does not give up yards on the ground. But they do give up yards through the air. Three hundred over with Max Johnson. Three hundred twenty-five offense. Yes, I know it's it's uh, weakness against weakness. But the best they've done against the pass is three twenty-five at Arkansas. All right, all right. So there you go. Tom's picks are up. Good times. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with.